Thanks for downloading and listening to a Quick Timeout podcast presented by Dr. Dish Basketball. If you're in the market for a shooting machine, look no further than Dr. Dish Basketball's incredible lineup of shooting machines. Their CT, All-Star Plus, and Rebel Plus models have been bought by thousands of programs around the world, while their home model is being used by players all over the country, right in their own backyards and driveways. New to the lineup this year is the Dr. Dish facility model for those with basketball training businesses. These machines are must-have for those looking to take their shooting to the next level. To find out more, visit drdishbasketball.com. It's great to have with us today, Associate Head Coach for the Charleston Southern Buccaneers, Coach T. Butters. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast. For sure. I appreciate you having me on. Can you kind of start out with maybe a brief rundown of where you've been and then kind of the roles you had along with those stops? And uh, I think like that'll set us up for what we want to talk about the rest of the night here. Yeah, absolutely. So I started at Clemson way back. I was a, a manager there and fortunate enough to work for two separate staff. So uh, Oliver Purnell left midway through and I, I got hooked up with Brad Brownell, who's still there at Clemson. So I was able to see two completely different styles early in my career from, you know, how they operated practice to recruiting to whatever it was. Uh, did my GA there. I actually got out and coached high school ball and worked as a financial advisor for two years, which was it led me quickly back to coaching full time. Uh, got on at Charleston Southern as the video coordinator, a spot opened as an assistant maybe 10 months after I, I got back to Charleston Southern and I tried to get on the road here with coach after those eight or nine months, didn't get it that time. He bumped me to ops for two years. Uh, and then I got put on the road shortly after that, going into my fourth season was on the road as an assistant, worked my way to a recruiting coordinator, worked my way to now associate head coach. So just been here for a while. I know you've, you've been where you are for a long time and, and just, just kind of worked my way up. The, the ladder here at Charleston Southern. You know, with uh, the recruiting season heating up here and, and with his expertise and the years of experience he has, I thought it would be good for us to talk just from the perspective of a college coach to kind of figure out, you know, what they're looking for, what they're thinking about, what a staff is thinking about when they're putting together a team. And then also from the player's perspective, what they need to do, um, as well as the high school coach and AAU coaches perspective of what things they should be doing maybe to to reach out to the college coach or kind of put their players forth so that the, the college coach even knows about them. So uh, let me just start kind of general with this. I got this from a high school coach just recently. He said, what do my players need to do if they want to play at the college level? You know, what would your response be just in general to that? Yeah, it's definitely broad. It can go a lot of ways. My first thing would be, you know, we always look for character, work ethic, are the guys that love basketball. If, if you can check a couple of those boxes or, or all three of those, just starting there will get you, uh, you know, if you love the game, you're going to get in the gym before or after school. You're going to be working on your game at night. Uh, the character piece is really big, especially at Charleston Southern. You know, those guys at high character that are low maintenance that you don't have to worry about. But it's tough right now. I know for high school guys in general, it's tough. The recruiting landscape has changed drastically over the last few years. And so a lot of it, you know, you got to play in some, you know, the right events where coaches are going to be. You got to make sure you're getting yourself in front of coaches, especially now that COVID's over. Uh, we're, we've been itching to get and see kids actually in the gym and not just on screen. So, you know, playing in the right events in the summertime, having a high school coach that has some relationships with the college staff that can, you know, get us to come out to your gyms for a practice or whatever it might be. 
are, are all good starting points. From the player's perspective, what factors should they be paying attention to when, when considering a school? In terms of like selecting a school, what should they be looking for? Or Yeah, I mean, you go to an AAU event, you end up with some, depending on what event you're at. You could have a whole row of coaches sitting down there on the end. And I know for, for the high school player, it's, um, it's flattering and it's also like exciting to be able to get the, get the letters. And it could be a situation where even, you know, if they've never had a sibling to go through something like that or friends and just kind of unfamiliar with it, um, you get this onslaught of communication, DMs and whatnot. What should they be looking at? Is it, is surely it's not just like, where's the best option for me to play basketball at? For sure. For sure. And I think one piece you mentioned on uh, the, the DMs and the contacts flood quickly and you got to sift through, you know, who's reaching out initially and then not very often after that, having somebody in your corner, whether it be your high school coach or um, somebody that's been through the process is obviously beneficial to help weed out uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on. You know, you're seeing a lot of people in the portal now because of decisions made in the recruiting process. But then, yeah, you got to think like we tell our guys all the time, basketball is only we're only allowed 20 hours a week with you during the season. So you gotta, it's gotta, you gotta have the major that you want at the school. It's gotta be in a look, you know. Do you really want to go all the way up to New York and play, and be away from family? Do you want to play close to family? I always think you end, you're gonna end up at the level, at some point in your career that you're supposed to be at. So if you go, if it's a, if it's a D three or NAI or D two, and you think you're better than that, but that's where you go out of high school. That doesn't mean that you're necessarily. Not you know you can work your way into whatever role. There's D three guys that play in the NBA. There's JUCO guys that play in the NBA. You're gonna eventually through your work ethic prove what what level you are. And I think a lot of guys get high, caught up in the you know for us it's it's easy because everybody wants to go D one. So when a D one reaches out, I know for for you guys and for schools of other levels, everyone's holding out waiting for that D one. But go to a go somewhere where they want you, where they need you, where you can see playing time. You know a lot of stuff will make you, you know, the school, make you happy at the school if you're getting playing time and you're playing on a team that you're having fun and having success. For the high school coach or the AAU coach, how can they be a help in this whole process? I've had some that I, I never hear anything from the coaches. And on the the flip side, it seems like um, I'm supposed to be recruiting the high school coach. Like where <laughs> where, where the balance between the two? And for you as a college coach, what love of involvement do you like or do you prefer or do you not care when it comes to the, the player's coach? No, I like the interaction. I don't, you know, I don't need a phone call every day, um, but I don't also, you know, want to go the whole time. I'm going to, if we have a kid we're recruiting from that level, we're going to reach out to the high school coach, obviously. And so we, I like the involvement and so does Coach Raid for us. I do think that, you know, there's times where the biggest thing for us is if, you're a high school coach and you're emailing and selling four players mm. all that are good enough in your eyes to play for us and maybe one of them ends up playing at this level at the most so it's like it's, it's I know it's hard for a high school coach because you want your guys to all reach the level that you think they can reach but that part becomes difficult for us when it's you know an email every week with hey check out my seven seniors I think these five are all mid-major guys and, you know, that part becomes tough. Um, but I like the relationship in the process. We, we probably call 
and talk to the guys that we have committed and signed. We talk to their coaches probably once every 10 days, once a week, something like that on the phone to just check in and, and keep updated with. Originally designed for CrossFitters, King Kong has become the number one gym bag for 80,000 plus CrossFitters, powerlifters, bodybuilders, and gym goers worldwide. King Kong bags are the toughest in the game and built to stand up to the test of time. You can drag them around, pack them to the max, and take them on the toughest of adventures with confidence. But being tough isn't everything, which is why each bag is designed to be as smart as possible. All bags are decked out with all the pockets and compartments you'll ever need, so you can keep organized and confident you have everything you need at hand. We're talking shoe compartments, laptop sleeves, multiple bottle pockets, wet zones for your towel, quick access foam pockets, meal prep storage, and even a unique weightlifting belt attachment. From the smallest of details like the zips to the quick-release buckles and ripstop internal lining, every inch of a King Kong bag feels great in your hand. King Kong bags are so much more than your average gym bag. They're the foundation and support to help you through every workout, changing the way we move through preparation, organization, and confidence. A King Kong bag is your daily reminder to pack for greatness within the gym and beyond. If you take your training serious, you'll need a serious gym bag too. Ready to pack for greatness? Take their quiz and let the pros match you to your perfect gym bag. You'll also score 10% off. Just head to knkg.com slash quick timeout. Not convinced? Buy it, pack it, take it to the gym, get chalk all over it, and if it doesn't live up to the hype of being the number one gym bag of 80,000 plus fitness freaks worldwide, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. Make sure you use knkg.com slash quick timeout for our exclusive 10% off discount. Let me ask you a few questions here, just from the college coach's perspective. I have people who listen to this, who they're wanting to get into to college coaching. Um, I have some that are, are newer to college coaching for today's game and with today's athlete. What does it take to be an effective recruiter? I'll tell you, I made a decent amount of mistakes my first couple of years. I looked at the upside and the potential and got wowed with what a guy could be, I think, which is, you know, you learn that, you learn, you take some bumps and some bruises. I also, I think I had a couple times where I loved the talent. The kid was really, really good and ended up being a really good player, but he wasn't a good player, you know, a good fit for what my head coach would want and for what, you know, the school fits the school and for fits all those dynamics. And so, that was trial by error. That was, you know, learning from guys ahead of me um, and just talking to guys. But I think a lot, you know, everyone says, trust your eye. That first year is hard because I haven't been on the road. So like, what am I trust? You know, what am I trusting? I, I think he's good. I think as you get more and more into it, you kind of learn through those bumps um, and learn, you know, what fits at your school, what fits your head coach's style. Uh, and I think for us, like uh, we talked about the character piece, I think the uh, the skill, the character, the, the do you love the game, the feel for the game, those type of things are hard to see as much as they are. I've seen a kid go down the lane and dunk on somebody is, you know, that's a good athlete. That's pretty easy. We all see that. But the feel and those things that are a little harder to teach, you know, those take a little more time investigating guys and doing due diligence. Um, and so I try to move a little slower and watch mm -hmm. a little more than I – I probably back in the day would just jump. Oh yeah. He's great. He's athletic. He's long, no brainer, you know, before digging into that stuff. So 
which I think is why it's important to build that relationship with the high school coach, especially if it's somebody who maybe they've, they've given you a, a player before and you already have that relationship and know they're going to be honest with you. I feel like sometimes, you know, I get the messages and everybody's a gym rat and everybody's the hardest worker, working player that they've ever had. Yeah. If you get that honest feedback, that can go a really long way to your point of really finding out and figuring out who they are. You know, our, our best player wasn't even the most talented kid. He was like the third or fourth most talented kid on his roster. Yeah. But I guarantee he probably had the best, I don't know the other guys, but had the best career and was our best player in the history of our program because he was the hardest worker. To your point, that's sometimes it's hard to see. I, I feel like recruiting a lot is like dating. Like everybody's always putting their best foot forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, once, you, once you're married to the person, you know, some things sometimes come out. And, and and that that's just how like recruiting is too. And you're less caught off guard by that if you've built those long-term relationships. And uh, I feel like that's hard to do. And that kind of leads me into this next question. How have things changed in the last, since you started? Um, do you feel like in the changes, have they become better and helped you become a better recruiter? Or has it muddied the water a little bit and just made things harder? Uh, you got to think the the last, I've been on the road for five years, the last has got to be the most change and transition in all of college the history of college basketball from you know implementing team camps where we could watch guys with their high school teams to the transfer portal to covid being online to nil to all the stuff that goes on today you've had to adapt you've had to um, adapt and maneuver and kind of learn on the fly with some of those things but a lot of you know 90 five percent of it comes back down to relationships and it's you know if I know your high school coach and you know if I have a good relationship with your high school coach he's going to tell me the good and the bad so you know is are there are, you know, every kid's going to have 10 things about them Ho hopefully the ones we're recruiting have one or two that are bad and seven or eight or nine that are good and mm -hmm. if you know those but to your point, you get a lot of every 10 things. They're great at all 10 of these things. But if you have those relationships with the coaches, with people in those in that area, high school coaches, sometimes most of the good, the good ones are not going to put their reputation on the line by selling a kid for a lot of stuff that he's not. And so if you have those good relationships with those guys and get honest, they're with them every day. They're in the gym with them every day. And so, you know, we have to as college coaches, we got to put a lot of stock into what the high school coach says. And so, you know, their, their word's important. You know, you mentioned the portal four to five years ago, you say recruiting, we're talking about looking at high school kids and scouting high school kids. But now that includes finding kids and looking for kids on the portal as well. For sure. How has that changed how you use your time as a recruiter? Yeah. Um, is it has been a that's been the biggest change um for us are you are you sitting in front of the computer and refresh 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 guy uh yeah i'm a i'm a i got verbal verbal on my phone and the portal <laughs> over here and it's like I'm just all day and it, and we actually we watch pretty much everybody that goes in that you know we get look at stats and, and then watch all the kids break down film and we watched i can't tell you how many this spring but that's changed the game that's been the biggest probably change transition five years ago when kids had to sit out, we might not have been the first choice of a place for kids to sit for a whole year and wait to play. Now we got three kids last year in the portal. We'll probably have equally as many this year because the uh, fluff of the high school stuff, the gym, 
size, the things that we don't necessarily have at Charleston Southern has gone out the window and it's become relationship. It's become playing time. Um, and it's become, you know, for some guys location to home. And like, you know, if there's a Southeast kid, he wants more playing time and he wants a real relationship with it and player development. Those are the things we do. And so we've been able to probably, you know, get it and, and our league in our league has done it and everyone across the country is doing it. So if you, if you, if you're not involved in it, you're going to be, you know, you're going to have 18, 19 year olds playing 23 year olds, 24 year olds. So, um, it's just a necessary thing you have to, we've had, we've had to adjust to. And what has that done to the high school kid and to the high school recruiting? You know, I, again, five, 10 years ago, you got 10 offers and you sat around and waited to the best, in your opinion, the best one came in and that may have, required you waiting until late spring, early summer. But I try to warn kids, like, you play that game now. That, that's risky business, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I was talking to a high school coach actually earlier today, and he had a kid that if you mentioned his name a year ago, I wouldn't be in the conversation, you know, wouldn't be in the conversation. And now the portal has changed a lot of that. And so those kids are having to make quicker decisions. They need to do their due diligence. But if you have, you know, if you're a kid at our level that has one or two offers, set your visit dates. If the school is serious about you, they'll have a visit date for you to come to campus. If they're not serious, then they're probably going to push you back or not have a date and go on the campus, you know, kind of try to narrow down the three or four things that you're really looking for in a school. And if they check a lot of those boxes, don't hesitate because we're having to call guys just like everybody are, everybody is across the country, call guys and say, Hey, look, a portal kid wants to come and he's 22, 21 years old. He's been doing it for three years and you, and you know what you're getting out of it. And so, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's a tough spot for those high school kids. It's, it's just how they got to adapt just like we, have. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how the landscape is. And unless you got, you know, McDonald's all American next to your name and you can wait for, you know, weeks and months to make a decision, you know, it'd be best to best to move a little faster than what they've had to in the past. This is just your opinion and understanding that it's just one program out of the hundreds. But what do you feel like is your guys' philosophy or is it still even changing? I was talking with a couple people the last month and observations from the NCAA tournament. A lot of those teams were older, the teams that were progressing further. Where do you strike that balance between having too many young guys that you're bringing in as freshmen versus bringing in the two or three guys a year through the portal? Yeah, it's for our program. It's tough because coach has been a big player development guy. We've had guys come here and go high majors, you know, almost every year since I've been an assistant. So he likes that aspect of it. But he's quickly come to realize that, like you said, in the tournament, there it's it's grown men, it's it's older guys, and so I think for us, like the perfect wheelhouse is the maybe the guy who played a year. And it's somewhere else and he's in the port, you know, you're getting three years out of him if you're going to take him out of the portal. Um, he's not a big, you know, one year grad guy, you know, we'll take him if there's a perfect fit, if there's a kid that's a great kid that fits our system, but he likes the relationship aspect and building a relationship and developing kids. So we're trying to find, we're, we're still working on what that is, what that looks like. And I think we'll find a balance of probably, if, you know, if we have four kids, I think we'll be 50, 50, two, two high school, two portal you know if you have if you're losing a lot maybe it goes to three portal one high school if you if you got a lot returning maybe you can take a couple high school guys but you definitely have to have a mix and I think the mix is for unfortunately for high school guys leaning more towards the portal for a lot of programs 
Uh, this is the last thing I'll ask you in connection to this, but for the player from again, so they can hear it from a college coach for the player. I feel like a lot of times when they come in, they come in with a set of expectations, um, their skill set, how they think that they can contribute to the team. And then you have on the reverse side, the coaches who are trying to build the team. How can they avoid that? Because I, I personally believe a lot of the transfer stuff is coming from unmet expectations on one party side or both party side. Yeah. How can they have the right kind of expectations and also maybe find their role better so that they can become a faster fit to that team? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I think honest communication in the recruiting process mm-hmm. is the start of it. As a coach, we have a tendency to oversell things and we got to try to avoid that. That'll probably help a lot on our side. You know, if you're, if you're overselling, you know, this is what we have here 30, you know, that sets the expectation in the kid's mind that he's going to come in and, and be the next, cause we're selling. So we're telling them like, Hey, here's the kid that we had before you. That's all league and all this. And so that expectation for the kid, you know, is high, but then kids, kids have to realize, like I had a kid, we had a kid that we were talking to the other day, tell us, I said, Coach, I'm just trying to do whatever you guys ask me to do and help you guys win. I said, you know, if everybody had that right that attitude, it would be easy. And it does, and they don't. But to like to your point, you said, you know, a lot of the kids' expectations are they're going to be 15 points a game, shooting threes when they're not three point shooters, and that still goes back to the same. I think if you have a somebody in your your somebody has to tell you from your middle school to high school mm-hmm. coach a you trainer somebody to be real with you and honest with you on you know expectations and what your game looks like coach is big on it honest conversations and just you know here's the things you're good at here's the things we're looking for you to do when you get here that's not saying that's what you're going to do your senior year but when you get here this is you know the expectations of what we have for you and if you don't like it you know let's not fit a, a round peg in a square hole it might be better for you to look somewhere else. I've also found too, like I like it. And I, I found that it, it leads to that honest communication when the kids ask more questions. Yeah. Again, sure. I feel like they just, they just want to come in and please, and I'll do whatever you tell me to do coach. But when they come in and ask me, where will I fit? What do you have a vision for me to become? Then that allows you to have the, that open, honest communication. And that can be hard because I recruit a lot of kids who they, they don't have a parent who's ever been through a situation like this. They don't even know the right questions to ask. Yeah, um, but just ask that always, questions. That does, it does help. It does help. Yeah. We do a film session with Coach Ray with, with our head coach on their visit on visits, and give them and give them an hour to just break down film and analyze mm. and ask questions about the system, the style of play, what they see, their role. You know, and coaches trying to encourage those questions out of them to mm. kind of get everything on the table and make sure it's the fit that we need. Coaches down in Charleston, if you haven't been there, it's a beautiful place. And so let you do a little bit of recruiting here. You have some camps coming up this summer, right? You mentioned some of the team camps and there's some other camps as well. We do have a team camp in June. We actually don't do an elite camp. We haven't done an elite camp since I've been here. So we haven't done an elite camp. I don't know if that's something that will change. Um, we do have a, a we do have a team camp, a two-day team camp in June. We love, we're trying to get, obviously, as many high school teams involved in that as we can. Our director of operations, Nate Lewis, is heading all of that up. So we've had some success. We've had some good camps. So hopefully we can have a good turnout again. Yeah. Good way to get, it's a good way to get in front of, you know, yeah. our staff, you know, cause we can get 40 teams in our gym and we don't have to jump around and see two gyms in a day. And so yeah. those team camps, you know, especially if you have guys, our level are good options to, to get those guys seen. 
pretty efficiently. Great way to be seen. Great weather. You're right by yeah. the beach. And Charleston has great food. So I don't know why yeah. you wouldn't go to one of their camps. Or something. Yeah, there's a reason I've been here for almost a decade. That's my right. wife, uh, wife won't, won't probably be letting us <laughs> leave out of here anytime soon. Uh, smart, smart woman, smart woman. <laughs> That's Coach T. Butters, associate head coach for the Charleston Southern Buccaneers. Coach really enjoyed it. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much.